Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. are back. It is the Eskridge Lexus postgame show, as the big voice guy just told you. Eddie Radosevich, Kerry Murdoch, and uh, boy, we have a historical game to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because I think as history will retell this story throughout the rest of time, this will forever be known as the uh, We Want Caleb game uh, for Spencer Rattler, where he was booed. Now, Eddie, you were down on the field. Um, it was clear as day on the television. Will the broadcast. New York Athletic Club uh, highlight this before the Heisman Trophy presentation? My God, um, <laughs> did it? Did it seem like it was coming from other places other than the student section? It was like a grumbling after like the second series after they uh, went three and out, and then it was like a. It was more of a like okay, yeah, I think that there's some people booing. Like after they punted for the first time uh-huh. in the game, and then uh, it, Matt, by the way, glorious punt. Yeah, Michael Turk's yards. great. Michael Turk's great. Uh, it was like it's hard to explain. It was like you could feel it building in the stadium. It went from a uh, like a okay, I think people are starting to get restless to okay, people are officially restless to oh, are they booing him? And then it was <laughs> officially a. We want Caleb Chant as loud and as clear as possible. Like I, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the TV, uh, like the the take from the TV or whatever, but like Fowler and Herb Street, like they noted it. Like it was a yes, very saw, loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're definitely chanting, "We want Caleb." They, I mean, it was it became a full on uh, shame on you segment from sure. Chris Fowler and, and Kirk Herb Street. It not the best look. Like let's just get that out of the way. He's a college kid. Like I, I understand that there are people that want to, and I'm probably going to say some things in the next, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour that are probably not the nicest things to say about college kids. But I don't know if he necessarily deserves that. I well, I don't. I mean, it happened. I mean, that's the only thing that you can say. It happened. I can't remember a time out like even the 2014 Baylor thing was a completely separate. Like they were booing. The coaching staff, they were booing the whole product. Right. It was Spencer Rattler they that was getting booed. They were booing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage is right. what they were booing. Like, it was it was a multitude of, like, a breaking point. 
Spencer Rattler was getting booed tonight. Specifically Straight Spencer up. Rattler, yeah. Straight up. Like, I don't even know where you really begin because I... the I think I know... I mean, I know where you begin. We were told that they're close, though, right? We were told that this past week. They're close. Lincoln gets to say that after a win. No matter how ugly it is, he gets to say that. He gets to keep saying that. And I think that that's something that like we talked about last week on like this exact same scenario when Josh was on with us. It's like... They somehow escaped. They got by. Luckily, from a bad snap is probably one of the reasons why. Here's but the at thing. the same time, it's like shit. Like how did, the the message is not being received. Okay, before we get into the Spencer Rattler, um, just the, his reaction to the to the to the booing and the and the chanting, I want to say this: you can put in whatever quarterback you want right now. Until you fix this offensive line, Bill Bedenboe, your chances of being a great offense are close to zero. I just don't... Why are they so bad? It's not like one thing either. It's like everybody has a, has a little moment, don't they? Where it's like, it's Marquise, Marquise Hayes. Hayes had it's a Tyrese hold. Robinson. It's Chris, Chris Murray. Murray. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anton Harrison, at one point, you just got to stop. Like they put Wanya Morris in the game. Yeah, I know, and and he didn't necessarily just tear it up, did he? No, uh, and he gave up a sack that and a hole. But he gave up a sack in which Seals basically ran around the entire offensive line one time before Spencer got rid of the ball. Um, and look, it, you you just <laughs> there's something going on with Lincoln, and it, it's happened many times over his career where he just won't run the football. And it's going on now. Like, and I don't know why Kennedy Brooks is not running the football more. Does it hurt that they don't necessarily, like, Kennedy, you know, he's patient. He's going to find you a couple. He's going to get you positive yardage. It seems like Eric Gray wants to make a couple guys miss. And maybe this is because there are so many guys in the backfield and you have to make somebody miss. They just don't have a bruiser. Do they need a bruiser? And they're not going to be able to get one. I mean, I mean, they could use Jeremiah Hall for that, but they don't ever hand him the ball, even sure. when he's in the backfield. Um, well, they did one tonight, and he it was a, it wasn't at a third and one, and he came up short. Uh, I can't even remember. I mean, I know there was a fourth and four that was a great pickup that went for like thirty eight. That was the and that was in the first quarter. That was the first series to Eric Gray. Right? Did, did you see the? Uh, Report card from Josh tonight. I haven't offensive had a chance line. to look at it yet. How bad? The highest grade was a 60 on the offensive line. Wow. Chris Murray. Uh, Anton Harrison. These are, out, these are out of 100. 30. Wow. Marquise Hayes, 40. Tyrus Robinson, 50. Andrew Rame, 45, making his first start. And uh, Chris Murray, the highest graded uh, offensive lineman, a 60. I feel so. I feel like this is what happened last week. Like Gabe never told me like the offensive line was bad, in his opinion. Like he just said that you know they could do this or that, and then he defended some of the play after. And when Josh ripped him, he was like, he's like, "Hey, tell Josh this." I'm like, "Here's his contact information. You tell him." Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Gabe might agree with Josh this week. They just. <laughs> 
I had somebody text me earlier tonight. It's like, to a certain extent, Tyus Robinson and Marquis Hayes, they're the most veteran guys on the line, and they might be two of the worst performing guys right now. There's just no consistency. No. At all. And you would at think, any position. You would think out of either of those guys, and maybe Marquise Hayes should be he should be playing to be a second round draft pick right sure. now. He has all the measurables. Sure. He's not. He's not. He's, he's playing been, himself been out bad. of uh, he's playing himself in like the fourth, fifth, or sixth round. That entire group's been bad. I like it just and you thought maybe that after last week, when you're able to average five and a half yards a carry, it you know we come in here tonight and it's more so, well, Nebraska was just letting him do that. I don't necessarily think that they were just excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's baffling. But it's the biggest reason why this offense is having trouble, not because of Spencer Rattler. Sure. I it, mean, if Spencer Rattler is not, every time the ball is snapped, basically, he's under duress. Yeah. And it's not fair for any quarterback. And then people pile on him because he's not a great runner. But well, once he gets under pressure, it's like there's not a whole lot he can yeah, do. I mean, he's got to roll out all the time. And yes, he they they pointed out on television tonight how he missed a wide open Drake Stoops. But like there were times that I saw four receivers go out for a route and it looked like they just ran to a defensive back and stopped. Like they didn't have exactly have guys fighting to get open down the field. And the crazy thing is, is you know, and we'll we'll get to it, I'm sure, but it's like the final drive, that entire series was like, okay. It was perfection. Like, this is what this is what I think everybody thought it was going yes. to be. Yes, where has that been? Is there any chance that they need to go more tempo? Because they oh, were yeah, in absolutely. a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I, why? Why haven't I they already done they that? I can't believe they haven't done that more. Yeah, why haven't they done it? I think it. I think it's kind of one of those things. Like Lincoln gets in this thing where, like, sometimes he passes and he won't run the ball. Sometimes he doesn't want to go up tempo because he doesn't want to go three and out real fast. And you know, put the like once they started the game with a seventeen play scoring drive that took up nine minutes, and OU answered. So I don't know why it became such a big deal, but it was almost like Lincoln put the brakes on the offense yeah. a little bit. In the first drive, like the crazy thing is, is they're great coming out of. The Both locker room, the first half and like the, the locker room, first half in the locker, locker room. room. It, it's insane, and, and then, they they were last year too. And everything in between, though, is just shit. It is just for the so bad. Tonight. It, the last drive, yeah. the last drive was probably the last drive is probably one of their best drives of the entire season. And the defense has been their saving grace. The the first couple of the the Tulane and the Nebraska game. This is your fault. You wanted them to have uh, adversity. You wanted them to fight through adversity. Well, they got plenty of adversity. I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> they've they've developed plenty of adversity. So, you know, you know you went through adversity the last 2 weeks. Now it's time for you to finally learn from it. I thought we like said that last enough. week. You've seen enough. I can't pick them to go win at Kansas State next week. And eh, Kansas State lost up I might not State. I might not pick OU the rest of the season. Might pick against them every week. Just the spread or just to lose? Straight up, which is obviously not going to happen. I don't think they're going to finish with uh, four wins this year, but I might just do it out of principle. Just just go money line on everything until you eventually hit a payoff? Well, I mean, I'm no. I mean, I would bet against the points every game against this team from here on out. You'd be a millionaire if you were doing that throughout the rest of the season. Or beginning of the season. That was I, that, my lock of the week this week was West Virginia. I mean, it just... It, I didn't think there was any way OU would beat that team by 17 points. Yeah, I didn't think that they would have 10 points, though, with, in the fourth quarter. It was more likely 
that you were going to either see them lose or have a game like they did tonight than, than it was that they would win by 17 or oh, more? Oh, 100%. Sure, 100%. But Vegas can't help themselves. I mean, it's Oklahoma. You have to put a big spread on everything. Do you see that number that, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Is it the Bear? What's his name on ESPN? Right, yeah. Bear. Uh, Felicia, Fel- Chris Felica. Felica. Yeah. Do you see that number that he put out this year or this week? Talking about uh, 65 point, or I mean, uh, 65, OU is 58 and 7 over the last 10 years when favored by more than 15 points. And the, or it, it added up to 65. I need to find it. But the moral of the story is <laughs> when there's 15 point favorites or more, there's a good chance that they're not only not going to cover, but they could lose outright. I think like the uh, the losses were eight. It was eight losses. I'll find it. I need to look it up because. Well, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is one of the most shocking uh, OU losses, not just of the Stoops era, but of all time, was when Seth Dagey came in as quarterback at Tech in 2011. Sure. sure. The Dagey family just has it out for OU. It's a good thing Neil Brown let that other quarterback play, Garrett Green. I thought he was pretty good. Like he's a, at times he's pretty good. Look like a little baker. Yeah, like a miniature little bit, baker. Little bit. He's, he's tiny. He's probably more like a Chandler Morris. I I think Neil Brown's a good football coach. He is. I mean, he's done a better job there than I thought. I mean, you would agree that if they don't make the dumbass snap, oh uh, yeah, they win the game. West Virginia wins that game. Or we go into overtime. I, I mean, I don't think I think they would have just bled out the clock and then kicked a field goal and won the game. Maybe because there was like. Four and a half left. Yeah, but I think the field goal was coming. It would have come with like three, three, three minutes. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, it would have been dependent on what OU was going to do with their timeouts. Yeah. But okay, um, so you know, that's just my thought. The offensive line is a mess. It's got to get better, or nothing's getting fixed, and that's Bill Beanbow's problem to work out. Okay, I found it. Sorry, I got to get this out. In the past 10 years, Oklahoma is 57-8 and eight when favored by 15 points or more. The 877 win percentage when favored by more than 15 points is worst among any team that has been in this big of a favorite of, of at least 35 times. And the eight losses are the most by any FBS team. No other team which has been that big of a favorite at least 35 times has lost more than four times in that spot. So OU's been favored 65 times. By 15 points or more, they're 57 and 8. So you can say that OU is the gamblers look at them, no, they, they place a lot more value than they should on OU. Absolutely. You could also say that. Absolutely. I guess it's a good thing that you're being favored by that many points. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what are they doing? They're just taking people's money. They're continually a disappointment as far as against the spread. They're an alumni's worst, worst nightmare. Sure. Yeah. That's a good way <laughs> in, to in a way. Yeah. Like, it, why in the hell would you ever bet on OU to cover? <sighs> Not right now. Not with Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Not with this offensive line. Um, okay, so I wanted to get to the booing, the chanting, and Spencer Rattler's reaction afterward. You know, he was asked about, like, you know, do you hear that kind of stuff? Uh, and he dismissed it. Uh, but then Cliff Brunt asked from the AP, asked him a question following it up. And he just like, just 
wondered out loud, like, I don't know why they were doing it. Like, oh, God, Spencer. And I heard that and I was like, that's painful. Well, here's the thing. He's deeply hurt by this tonight. I mean, sure. it's clear. Like, he can say he doesn't, it doesn't affect him. Uh, and he's got to watch out, though, because he did say something along the lines of, you know, it doesn't matter they're in the stands, as in I'm the one on the field. And he did, and he did that on Tuesday when I asked him about taking criticism. Basically told fans to f*** themselves. I mean, that's more or less what he said. Yeah, but he he basically yeah he he he, which I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with it. But if you're gonna say that kind of stuff, you damn sure have to go out there and back it up. Well, here's the problem, and the problem is we deal with fans on a pretty regular basis. Sure, and we would never. People are gonna be irate. Like it just it comes with college football. Like people get mad about the redneck voice that. You know, I try not to do anymore because it's just got to be too much of a pain in the ass when you try and make a kind of a ridiculous statement or point about an OU football hot take. Um, But, like, fans do not like to feel belittled. They don't like, they don't appreciate you trying to say something that puts them below you or that you are somehow above them. Like, fans, for the most part, they want to like you. They they want to root for you. They want to cheer for you. If you say things that basically say you're not as valuable as I am as a human being, like yeah. that's where it all goes. And especially when you're trying to sell T-shirts with your name on, with your face on them, and your number and your logo. I mean, like it was a good step for him to take the thigh pads out. Yeah, because it's about OU. It's not about Spencer Rattler. Yeah. And I do think that there's some resentment. It's kind of like that. I know you were a Putnam City boy, so you don't get this maybe, but... Putnam City North. I wasn't that poor. Uh, you were a PC, PCN kid. Um, did you have, like, small town jealousy? No. Are you familiar with that? Not really. That brand of justice? No. Like, it's if you're from a smaller town... I mean, maybe because we weren't from Edmond. I don't know if that would be... That might, might, there might be, you know, suburb jealousy um, that's very similar. But it's just like, you know, if someone got a new boat or something, it'd be like, what's he doing? Yeah. What are they doing? Like, with all their fancy money. Um, But it's just like, people don't like you being flashy. Like, they don't, they don't. Like you wearing a logo of your your own logo around your neck that's diamond encrusted. They don't like you wearing your own thigh pads that that are you know these are look at my well, logo. It's, like it's kind of one of those things though. But if he was performing well, nobody would give no, a damn. They wouldn't, and that's the problem. Right. He's done all this stuff. Right. He's gotten all these accolades. He hasn't earned them. Right. On the football field. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that kind of just wonder like, and I I was talking to somebody about this at halftime. It's like they just. He hasn't. He certainly hasn't helped himself. He hasn't performed well. Uh, it just it it hasn't come together. And it's like, well, I, you know, they just they read their summer press clippings too much. They that this Heisman stuff that OU built up. And it's like, I mean, every team does that. I think NIL is just a, the 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 most convenient excuse. Like it's a crutch. If there wasn't NIL, they would be ripping him for his demeanor or his sure. body language. Which I you know, I might be there. 
I might be in that group. Yeah. He doesn't help himself. No. He hasn't helped himself over the last two weeks. Or if he didn't say, you know, just like with this fan stuff, you know, like this is what he needs to do. Someone needs to grab him and say, if when people say, how did it feel to be booed out there? He just needs to say, look, this is a big time football program. People expect Heisman Trophy winners to be their quarterback. And I'm not playing to that level. Sure. Like, That's what he needs to say. Even if he's lying, I need if, to be even better. if he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Like, you know who would have been, you know, and he never put himself in this position, but Baker would have handled it incredibly great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would have said, it's on me. Of course, of course they should be booing me. But it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I, and, I, but he, Baker would probably say, well, if I was a kid in the stands, I'd probably be booing me too. Sure. That's what But he would I think say. that, like, Spencer just doesn't handle it well. well to I think the, he's hurt. I extent. think he's just hurt emotionally. Like, I think it, it's he's never been criticized in sure. his entire life. I think there's a lot of that. He's never had anybody tell him he wasn't good enough. I sure. mean, like with most kids, they come up and, it, you know, maybe they have a strong father that is like, you know, Todd Marinovich's dad. Not that bad, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, well, Todd Marinovich coming up on two straight pods. Um, but like. Got some needles If you have here? someone that pushes you and, you know, you know, like, I'm trying to think of, was Serena and Vanessa's. Dad, Venus. crazy Venus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Serena and Venus. Yeah. yeah. Their dad was crazy. Oh, yeah. Like 100 hard. 100. percent So like, so he was probably more Todd Marinovich than what I'm talking probably. about. Probably. Um, but like, yeah. If you've had supportive parents, that's great. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I should, don't ever you know mistake me for saying it's bad to have supportive parents. Right. But if you've never had that coach in your life that has ever told you like, you know what? You think you're hot shit, but you're really not as good as you think you are. Sure. Like, take you down a peg. I don't think anybody's ever taken him down a peg. But it, and it kind of shows, because I think sure. emotionally he was devastated after this game. Which is crazy, Which is crazy, considering he got benched at the Cotton Bowl. The it biggest seemed sta- to handle that well. The yeah. biggest stage that you could, and everybody said, you know, it was like pre, pre-benching, post-benching. It was like he handled it great. He came back, he bounced back, and the rest was history. They went on that run. And I... I Maybe there's a part of where he, he, he all this NIL stuff is happening. He's made all this money, and maybe in his head he thought he had arrived. Sure. And the I, reality is he's not close to arriving. There's yet. just like this thing in the back of my brain, too, that he just... And when I say like it, I don't know what exactly I'm looking for. He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Like, And maybe he does get it, but at the same time, it's like when he goes and says something like that after the game, it's like... It's almost like to me, he's bigger than the program almost. Right, and that's and it's what like, you don't want to be. And it's like, how could you think that right now? Your draft stock is plummeting because of this. Well, and here's what here's what players have to realize: like Adrian Peterson, Sam Bradford, like those guys, Jamal Brown. Like you walk through the uh, Teddy Lehman, Rocky Kalmus, like those are greats, recent greats, Roy Williams. That they become bigger than they were as just, you know, football players. They become legends. But, man, this shit recycles all the time. You get spit out of this thing. Yeah. And you're not, you're never going to be as big as OU football. You never are. The greatest players, Hall of Famers, they're not bigger than OU football. You're never going to be big. Lincoln Riley is not bigger than OU football. Bob Stoops, Barry Switzer. They help build OU football to what it is. They're not bigger than it. Because there's Bud Wilkinson first. Like, 
And then, you know, people die. You get older. The new, new eras come in. You're never going to be bigger than OU football. So you just have to realize that. Like, I'm a part of a machine that is way bigger than I'll ever be. So having an attitude like, I'm a big brand, or the fans don't know what it's like to be in my position, or I don't care about criticism because you never played the game. Like, you, you can't afford to, to publicly show that type of attitude. I don't think it's going to change overnight either. I think that's the scary thing. And I not scary. I mean, it just like, this is a two to three loss team right now, in my opinion. And two of them could come over the next two weeks. Yeah. That's no lie. I mean, this is now a team that could lose just about any game on their schedule. And they're not, I don't think that they're particularly good enough to just show up and win. Like you, yeah, what you just said. It's like every game on the schedule from here on out, including outside of Kansas, I could be talked into thinking that Baylor, they lose. Iowa State, sure. Kansas well, State won't be oh no. easy. Iowa State might be joining that party pretty soon. They still almost came back and at least tied that game. Brock Purdy had a terrible interception. Oh, imagine that. Uh, Oklahoma State's not easy. Texas Tech might be kind of easy. It just it. I think that there was a lot of people that kind of bought into this idea that oh, he's going to put it together this week, and I think I'm in that group. And it was for you know the better part of, I guess two and a half quarters, the second and third, and most of the fourth. It was just like, it was almost laughable. Like this is. Not good. This is well, kind of hit rock bottom. Well, no, I don't think that because, let's face it, that was one of the best defensive performance we've seen in since the mid-2000s today. They held them for, 226 yards. Oh, for Oklahoma? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just talking about, like, offensively. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, as a team, I'm not, like, convinced that they're, you know, because of... Spencer Rattler that sure. they're going to lose two or three games. West Virginia is still moving the ball, though, in the fourth quarter before the uh, before they backed themselves up with yeah. a bad snap. But West Virginia was kind of just doing the same thing over and over. And it was, they were kind of piecemealing together an offense. Yeah. They never really had... I mean, they never really had Oklahoma's number. They just did some stuff. And, and they kept pointing out on the broadcast, like... This is what West Virginia keeps doing and how they're having success mm-hmm. offensively. And it was the same thing every time. Just picking on. They would run the tight end. Uh, they would run him deep and make that underneath for that Ford Wheaton guy mm-hmm. to where you just run that little slant, little drag over the middle that he had, the safety had to cover him on. And that was their best play all night. Other than the zone read. Sure. Which, oh my God. I mean, we talk about the defense, but... There was literally one play where uh, Garrett Green faked a handoff, or no, handed it off, and Asamoah and Deshaun White both went with the with the footballless quarterback. It was the play where he ran around the mm-hmm. edge. Uh, I think it was Levi Brown, um, but it was a big Letty. game. Letty Brown, yeah, yeah. I just. They're making mistakes in the fourth game of the year that you just wouldn't expect. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the linebackers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not just the fourth game, but th- those guys have both started for a while. Right. Right. 
And that's the most disappointing thing. I mean, Shane Winter, like, I thought, made more plays than most of the – I mean, they weren't they weren't without plays. No, but the, think about the four names that we've just listed off. Marquise Hayes, Tyrese Robinson, Deshaun White, Brian Osamoa. Those guys are, I would consider, veteran players in this program. Yeah. And those are the guys that we're having to talk about messing up out there. It's It just – it seems like some of these guys are taking steps back, like right in front of our eyes. And I don't know how that happens. I don't either. When you've got Delarian Turner yell and Patrick Fields playing the best football I've ever seen either one of them play. Sure. So some people are getting it, others are not. How about that play in the uh, fourth quarter? The West, uh, West Virginia overthrows the kid in the uh, end zone. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Well, I would be, hit him in the might, hands. That might yeah. be why Keyshawn Lawrence doesn't play very much. Yeah. Well, and then Alex Grinch met him about halfway off the field. <laughs> well, you know, Delarian Turner yelled that was maybe his best game as a Sooner until he hurt his hamstring. Is and that what it was, hamstring? Yeah. That's what Gabe was saying on the the radio. He said he was icing his hamstring. It it's just not real great right now. There's nothing that's real great, and I guess you know it's like they're four and zero, but at the same time, there's pretty far off from what I thought this thing was going to be. I think Gabe Burkich is pretty great. That's not yeah. real sexy. but He's awesome. Gabe Burkich is the best kicker in the history of OU football. I'm ready to just make, I'm ready to just change my mind. Put up the table and everything. I'll go sit in North Oval. He probably has the biggest leg. At least of my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, can't Cybert, say that I sat around and watched Cybert Uwe. never kicked field goals like that. No. And he's been kicking in the NFL. Yeah. Starting for the Lions tomorrow. I mean, Gabe Burkich could be a guy that, like Adam Vinatieri, where he's kicking in the league like 20 years from now. Well, the thing about it, though, is is you got to make it. Like, he, everybody has a leg at that level. you got to make it, though. Because if you don't, they'll cut your ass and they'll find somebody that will. Yeah. And you got to make the extra points. Sure. But I think, I mean... But as good as he is... I could see a team just keeping him on the roster just to kick the 56 yarders. It's pretty unbelievable that that was the first walk off I know. field goal in the history of Oklahoma. I know. Like all the kicks, all the games. Like the kick at Ohio State was not as I guess there was expired. three I guess there was three kicks left. I mean, uh, three seconds left on Uvas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was the first game in the modern era. Uh Von Shamans had three seconds left. Blanton had 11 seconds left. Jeff Ferguson made one with five seconds left. And then uh, Tim Lasher versus OSU had one more play, as uh, what Dennis Stats Kelly tweeted. I think he works with Toby in the uh, broadcast oh, okay. booth. Yeah. He probably got that from Mike. Oh, no. This guy probably just had these nails when it comes to OU stats. It's just incredible, though. No, not. I meant uh, Mike, uh, not Halk. Mike. Uh, um, Brooks, Mike Brooks. Oh. I think he's he's the guy that gives everybody. He he's the he's Mister Stats. It's unbelievable, though. I couldn't be more down on just everything OU's doing offensively. I mean, I think there's some stocks up offensively tonight, though. Mike Woods. Yes, Mike Woods. Mike Woods. Welcome, welcome of. to the University of Oklahoma. Nine targets, eight catches, led the good. team in receiving. And coming out of the third quarter, it's like or coming out of halftime. That was a great drive, but you have to settle for a field goal. And you know what? The stats don't really reflect it, but I really feel like 
it was the first time that I felt like Spencer Rattler tried to make Austin Stogner a go-to guy again. A little bit. Now, was the throw at beginning of the third quarter to Stogner in the end zone, did he have him open? Yeah, I kind of got blocked out. I kind of got blocked out by the uh, goalpost. He threw it a little too ahead of him, mm-hmm. um, and he did. He could have fit it in there. The throw it to was not impossible. the throw to Hazelwood was terrible. Yeah, it was. He like Hazelwood did not come out of his break yet. Okay. And he he got rushed, so he let it go before he got out of his break. Okay, and he just threw it too far, like too far into the route. Basically, are we confident enough to say stock up for Mario Williams? I mean, I wouldn't argue you if you wanted to go there. I'd say, you know, holding steady. Okay. Stock up for Drake Stoops, I think. He He's going to be good for... Or he a, might be more holding steady. He'll be, he'll be good for a couple grabs a game that you go, yep, that moved the sticks. They really like, needed, they needed that. that. Yeah. And he had one of those catches in the final, in the final drive. It's like, and... <laughs> again, I just go back to that final drive and it's like... That's what I think everybody thought this offense was going to look like. Do we have to say stock down to OU's offensive coordinator tonight? One yeah. Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I mean, I, there's some very just strange... Not like we're going to fire him or anything. Well, they got fired. he got fired last week. Yeah. He got fired, rehired, and he might get fired again this week. He's going to at least get an in-school suspension. I just don't understand like what they're thinking sometimes. I mean, I he just has that thing that he does with the run game where he just he gets lost or something. It's but like when you can't pick up a yard, like, you know, like Brent Venables has the get back guy. Mm-hmm. He needs a run the ball guy, like to tap him on the shoulder every once in a while, just remind him, "Hey, you've got running backs. We need when to run you the average two point two yards a carry. It's pretty hard to have any faith in what you're doing up front." But Kennedy Brooks doesn't run the whole the whole game, and then you give him the ball on fourth and short. Like, yeah, it just what good does that do? I don't know. And was that even close? No, the fourth and one. No, I did. He got. I mean, he got hit as he was getting the handoff. How can this group be so bad up front? I I truly don't understand that. I I don't have any answers because you're talking you're talking about guys that have played a lot of football down there. I mean, Chris Murray's played. Wanya Morris has played. It's not they haven't maybe played a lot of football in Norman, but they've played college football. See, here's your confusing stat of the night. West Virginia has a three-man front, and they basically ran for two yards of carry. Brian Osamoa led the team in tackles. He shared that with the safety in Patrick Fields. And the next person behind Patrick Fields was Delarian Turner Yell. Yeah, and he had ha- how many did he finish with, DTY? Eight. And he had five on the first possession. He had five tackles on the first series of the game. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the safeties are getting all the tackles. Like, where are the linebackers? I mean, Asamoah had nine, so he was there. Well, I got some good news. And I guess Aguebu had six. I got good news. Danny Sussman was without sling today. Yes. And uh, it, it very much sounds like he will be expected to be back on the field this week. We'll see. The only problem with Stutzman is I don't know if he's ready to be a starter yet. I mean, but I guess it doesn't matter. They rotate so much, and that's another thing. Get a chance like, to play. I still don't understand the. I guess I'll never understand the rotation thing. You know who 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 my biggest stock up is for on defense today? 
Uh, I bet you can't guess it. I mean, did Nick Benito even play? He had zero s- tackles. He had How many sacks one were they quarterback credited? hurry. How many sacks were they credited with? They were credited with one sack. It came from Perrion Winfrey. Oh, and it was like a it was the it was basically a one yard. No, it was like a one yard okay. sack or something. And then they got the grounding. Perrion got the grounding call. I mean, it just I was surprised that they weren't able to get as much pressure. And I guess Deggy was trying to get the ball out pretty quickly. Yeah. But. And then they had the run game with Garrett Green. Who are you going to say, though? I'm trying to think. It's probably not fair because I sit and stare at the defensive line a lot. Mm-hmm. But Corey Robertson had a great Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. He had a really good game. He was really good. Sure. Like, that was his best game as a Sooner. And taking advantage of an opportunity because I would imagine that he was playing a little bit where uh, Jalen Redman would be playing. He led the team in tackles for loss with one and a half. Uh, he had four total tackles. The other thing that's really weird is, and I, and I saw Teddy or I saw Gabe mention this on the coaches' corner this week, but like Isaiah Thomas is one of the weirdest players in that, even though he doesn't always have a big stat line, mm-hmm. he's always having an impact. He, makes, on the he game. makes impacts on the game. Yeah, he had a really nice play on the goal line too. Shed off a tackle, or I mean a, a block. Yeah, tackle, and the, he also uh, had the one play where. It was a zone read, and the quarterback was just out in wide open spaces. He just mm-hmm. lunged at him and was able to tackle mm-hmm. him. Just very long. I thought Latrell McCutcheon had a nice day. He did. He caused. He forced the fumble uh, that West Virginia ended up recovering. Those guys come in and make plays. There's no doubt about it. They're going to be good. Yeah, but other than that, like de- I mean, defense, defense won the game for him. To a certain extent. Oh, they absolutely did. Because if, and, you know, I kind of roll my eyes at most of what Lincoln said after the game, to be completely honest, but I I think it's probably right. They lose that game a year ago. I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week. Do I have any faith that Spencer Rattler can go and lead them into a uh, a game-winning drive? Well, he went 14 plays or 15 plays, 80 yards tonight. Yeah, he was really good when they, it mattered. They looked great when it mattered. But And I think that that's like one of the most frustrating things is when they've when it's mattered and when they've needed to either get a stop, whether it be against Tulane or Nebraska or, um, you know, I guess tonight technically, they've been able to pin their ears back and be able to get after the quarterback. But tonight it was it, it just like when they need to get it done, they do it. Like, where's that sense of urgency, though, for the other, you know, 55 minutes of a game? Yeah, I, I, I'll i say this. I also think, though, that the guys that they played, I mean, they beat the shit out of Tulane's quarterback. Yeah, which uh, they put up a good performance today. Adrian Mark did that? I didn't see. No, they got beat by UAB at home. Did they really? UAB? Yeah. <laughs> Well, have they even been back to campus? I guess they tonight, had, that today was, was the first game, game at Yulman. No. They're now. Uh, I we'll go ahead and say they're the best one and three team in the country. Oh God, uh, I hate those <laughs> labels. I mean, Nebraska almost beat Michigan State. It today. did sound like Nebraska played pretty well tonight. But and that's the thing, like they play Adrian Martinez, and they got a lot of pressure on him. But he's just as about as good as I've seen on Owen Field. Like he's not Johnny Manziel good. But, no. 
an escapability, but he's a lot better than I gave him credit for. It's like all the outs that Oklahoma had in a way. It's like, oh gosh, okay, that's not that's, mm, that doesn't fly anymore. That doesn't fly anymore. No, I mean, look, no, I'm not trying to make it out to where they're not as bad as they look or anything like that. Like they're not great, and there were plenty of times tonight where we were just kind of like, yeah, Spencer Rattler might not be a very good quarterback. Oh, there. I mean, there was a point in the second quarter I was I. I honestly had those thoughts in my brain, like, I mean, what would be the worst that would happen if they threw Caleb Williams in there? Just to just to see. You do notice though that just to see that it's ruined Caleb Williams' chance to run like red zone quarterback though. Oh, because if he comes in, people yeah, there's are gonna go no crazy. way that Lincoln Riley is putting Caleb Williams in the game right now in this climate. I mean, if that's if that's truly the case, that's pathetic. I mean, look, he won't let us talk to certain people in the media. Like, he's calculated about that stuff. Sure. He's not going to put his quarterback in jeopardy by putting in the backup now. Well, I mean... Because it's going to... He's... It would... He knows that things are fragile right now, I bet. To a certain extent. But, again, like, I never understand, like, when coaches do stuff like that because it's like... Everybody on that team, everybody that goes to practice every day knows... Well, but why do you even close practices if your offense is going to be this shitty? What secrets were you hiding? Sure, no kidding. Like, they do stupid stuff all the time just because they're paranoid. No, they need to be paranoid about being awful offensively. There were no secrets that you were hiding from us. No. Because you can't even hide it from the other team. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just scared that everybody's going to find out that Spencer Rattler's terrible. He's not great. But he, he's, and I, he's and I, when I when I say terrible, I mean I'm I'm being dramatic. He's not he hasn't been terrible. No, he if really he was hasn't. terrible, he would have gone out there and got beat tonight. Yeah, but then again, I think at the four, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I looked up and they had obviously ten points, but they had twenty two or twenty seven yards rushing, which is just like there's been times where they would pick up 22 yards on the first play of the game. Yeah. I mean, West Virginia had 79 total yards of offense in the second half. That defense I don't think I realized down. that. Yeah, that defense clamped down. No, they, when they needed to get off the field, it was like first series, third down, and they converted that fourth down, and you kind of started wondering, like, okay, I've, I've seen this story before. Like, they can't get off the field on third down. Then they were able to figure it out, and they were able to do it, but... At the same time, it just, I don't know, pretty frustrating to watch that unfold. Well, I don't think you're going to see, I mean, if you're hoping like, okay, well, this shows like the fourth quarter for all of you that were wanting to see Caleb Williams, that knocked that out of the possibility. Because, you know, had they lost this game, I think the first question Lincoln Riley would have been asked was, what are the chances that you might make a quarterback change after this? Just to get, not because... You feel that has to be asked? Sure. But just to get his reaction. Sure. Because that's one of those questions you ask, like, you know the fans want to hear it. Yeah. You have to ask it just so you can hear what his response is. Yeah. Which I think you know what his response would be. Not close. Yeah. That's what he would say. Yeah. And whether that whether it's a lie or whatever, that's what he was gonna that's what he would say. Right. Didn't think about it. That's not on the table or something along those lines. I I thought it was interesting what 
uh, Kersey asked him after the game, just as far as the chanting and all that kind of stuff. He like it was he like he handled it the right way. Yeah, he basically said it. It was more of it, it was kind of somewhere in between of yeah, I understand it. Yeah, we haven't been good. Yeah, it needs to get better, but. We play better when people are cheering for us, not booing the the starting quarterback. By the way, I gave West Virginia too much credit. They had 62 total yards of offense in the second half. That's wild. I wonder how many of that was probably at least 30 yards. Well, and they got the uh, extra 15 yards on the Marcus Stripling uh, roughing the passer call, which, right. I mean, they were maybe, over in the maybe meet Benny Wiley on Sunday morning in the second and half. run him because that's a dumb penalty. In the second half... Um, I'm trying to see number of possessions here. Uh, time of possession was in OU's favor. Um, total plays, West Virginia ran 20 to OU's 43. But West Virginia, the only the reason they only ran 20 plays because they were 0 of three on third down. OU was four of seven on third down in the second half. So that's impressive. Yeah, I just. West Virginia also had six penalties for 28 yards. OU had four for 35. But OU had 222 total yards in the second half after only having 91 in the first half. And six points to, to show for it? Or, excuse me, uh, nine points to show for it? Seven. Seven. What? I'm looking at the, in the second half? first half stats. Oh, right your first half, first half. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm saying second half. 10 to 7 going into halftime. OU only had 91 total yards. Then they came out and had 222 in the second half. 90. I mean, they had more, they almost had more yards on the final drive of the game than they did in the entire first half. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. It, it is. It, it really is. And I'm looking at, uh, Okay, so here's the, in the fourth quarter, uh, the, the game, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to look at the game-winning drive for Rattler. So he was, his final passes, I'm trying to see, anyway, I don't, I, so he was, 21 30 I, I I have to map this out I'm sorry <sighs> so you need I mean, a calculator to do it God it's like it, yeah I have to count down did he 18 19 20 21 I mean I'm looking at 26 25 one so one two three. so yeah he, he completed his last 10 passes oh rattler yeah somebody tweeted me and said that or nine he it was nine he went nine for nine on the final drive. Yeah, nine passes. Somebody tweeted me and said that, uh, where was it? He he completed nine. He went nine for nine on the final drive. He was somebody. Uh, they tweeted twenty six of thirty six for two fifty six. He hit fifteen of his last sixteen. That's right. That's what it was. It was nine of nine on his on the final drive. Right. Which okay, like that's a step in the right direction. You know, you and I thought about tweeting at one point tonight. First downs, just a first down. Ah, first down. When you get 10 yards, people, like, that is a reason to cheer for this Oklahoma offense these days. 
That's just where, when they get a first. That's answer. where this thing is at. Like back in the you know the the past three years against West Virginia, they averaged ten and a half yards a. a yeah, a play. every play was a first down. And right now it's like, oh, they got a first down. All right. They're in business. Well, it was like when that when that first scoring drive uh was three minutes, you're like, holy shit, that was a fast drive for them. It used to be forty eight seconds for a touchdown drive of like two plays. Yeah. Or three plays. Well, and Josh put it put it in the report card, but I mean, and it's 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 a tough pill to swallow for Oklahoma fans, but it's true. It is kind of what it is right now. Like this is this is who they are, and yes. this and not not even they. This is who Spencer Rattler is. Like, well, this is who their offensive line is, though. Go back sure. to what we talked about in the beginning. Sure, it's shitty. Offensive line is shitty. Well, how did I just? I guess I'm kind of almost mind blown at just how poor they are, how bad it is. Well, I mean, remember, like, go all the way back to the one only time that we talked to Bill Beatembo this year, but it's like he was pumped up about him. He thought they were going to be really, really good. And now it's almost like looking back on it, it's like, was that like some kind of like psychology experiment? I think the problem, though, is that there's no other answers for them. Like, it's this or bust. Yeah. Well, and whose problem is that? It's Bill Beatembo's right, problem. Right, right. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not off the Bill Beatembo bandwagon, but... It's like, come on. There's so many, like, we never talked to Bill Beatonbow, like you said. I feel like he's always the whipping boy, but it's like, Bray Walker's a perfect example. It's like, highly rated out of high school. I think he's the first person that I think of when I think of why it's not, you know. It's like, why aren't you any good? Yeah. And I'm sorry that it sounds like that, but it kind of is what it is, isn't it? It's kind of like, you know, when we did talk to Bill, we would ask him, like, would you ever consider playing Bray Walker at tackling? He's like, no, he's, he's a guard. Mm-hmm. He's an inside guy. And then, like, you hear over the summer, like, he's trying to tackle. And now, looking back on that, it's like, oh, it was, it was a move of necessity, wasn't it? By the way, it? I don't believe... They had to find somebody. I don't believe we saw any Justin Harrington once again tonight. No. I did notice he was working with the uh, safeties, though, during pregame. That's, Kendall Dennis is alive, too. I know that that was a, uh, very a guy that had, had, uh, had become kind of a... Uh, a ghost on the message boards. And I saw that Josh Jarbo had a bad early play, and then I don't remember seeing much of him after that. Who? Uh, Josh Jarbo. My God, Joshua Eaton. If Josh Jarbo would have been out there, somebody would have been shot. It is. I'm not drinking, but it's 2.35 a.m., and that's... Uh, that would have been amazing, though. That's probably a pretty good indication that the pod's about to wrap up. <laughs> it just, like... I don't know. We'll talk about it on the U40 this week, but... Again, we kind of find themselves in a in a in a situation going into Manhattan next week. It's like I didn't think Kansas State. Obviously, they must not have played very well tonight against Oklahoma State. But it's a team they've lost to two years in a row. Yeah, like if that then, doesn't grab this team's attention, I don't know what will. It's a, it's so sad to say, but like the worst position to be in is going to Manhattan. After they're coming off of a loss. Sure. But you know what? If you're Oklahoma, you got to be able to beat Kansas State. Yeah. Just like last year. You didn't deserve to go to the college football playoff because you couldn't beat Kansas State on your home field. Sure. So if you want to go this year, you better beat Kansas State on their home field. Better than better teams than you have done it. This is definitely a hot take reaction, but like, when was the last time that Oklahoma played four games? And I have no idea what this thing is. 
Well, I don't understand what you're just, saying. Just as far as like 2021 Oklahoma oh, football, like I have no idea. I think that they're decent defensively, but then like in the back of my mind, it's like, I mean, if West Virginia doesn't snap the ball past Daigie, I think that I think that they lose the game. I'm not ready to go there. That they would have lost? Yeah. Well, even even outside of that, it's like they were still in a dogfight with a West Virginia team that I don't think is anything just incredibly great. Beat Virginia Tech. Did Georgia Tech end up beating North Carolina today? Did Georgia Tech end up beating North Carolina today? I have no idea. All right. I think we're both kind of tired and cranky. Yeah, Georgia Tech won 45-22. Wow. I don't know who North Carolina is either. Well, I mean, they're not a top 25 program. Or Virginia looked like a world beater, team. and they suck. Who'd they play today? I don't know, but I remember they got their heads kicked in last week. They might have played on Thursday night or Friday night. Uh, West Virginia, I mean, uh, Virginia, Virginia got beat by uh, Wake Forest today. They got beat okay. last night. Okay, yeah. 24th. Um, I think pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was 35, 17, something like that. Um. And then Clemson lo- loses today. USC loses today. But USC didn't lose. They got their ass kicked. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, Oregon State wins at the Coliseum for the first time since like 1962. You see, there was almost nobody in the stands at that oh, thing, too. Man, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what I would rather do right now uh, be a USC fan or be a Clemson message board moderator because <laughs> that thing is embarrassing. Just straight up. Wow. That is an embarrassing. That's an offense that is completely falling apart. Oh, I mean, is it all on DJ? He or made a great pass at the end of the game tonight, and the, the receiver like just didn't reach out and grab it. It was bizarre. I just don't get it, man. I don't get why some of these teams just, and by some, I mean a majority of these college football teams are just struggling so much. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand it, especially after what they went through last year. You know, there's there's been some talk on the board about like just the all the new rules that they put into practices and like how much they've taken out, not being able to tackle and stuff like that. It just like I don't know, man. That just kind of seems like a little bit of an excuse, but it's been that way for a while. Being though. that it's such a wide ranging like all teams thing, I don't know. Dude, I thought OU's defense was really flying around on that first series. Even when it was 17 they were. plays. They were. Like, there were some people knocking the shit out of people out there. I thought DTY, he looked good at times. Yeah. But there's just, like, little breakdowns. And and Lincoln and Grinch, they both said it after the game. They had busts. They had busts in the secondary. Yeah. But, I mean... It's just one of those things that, like, coming out of the... still 226 yards. Yeah. Oh, I mean, defense is... Very far down on the list of things that they need to improve. Yeah, like, that's the reason they won tonight. Yeah. That's like, the reason they've been winning. It's offensive line. It's quarterback. It's wide receiver. It's play calling with running Play game. calling. Running backs. Everything it's in the just, offensive side just, of the football. It's a... What is it? Uh, you know, when Tin Cup gets the shanks. Mm-hmm. He says, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Or something like that. Like OU needs a Rome's. Who's it, who's going to be OU's Rome's? OU needs. They need to go have a little affair with a, a hot uh, psychologist, Renee Russo. Yeah, they need to go find their Renee. Russo. I don't know. I don't know who that could be. 
They need to steal like Texas's girlfriend. Would David Sims be like Texas? Does it hurt Oklahoma fans too even more that Tanner Mordecai another great performance today? I mentioned that he earlier. Did, he yeah. did throw with three interceptions, I think. But did he? I mean, they went to TCU and basically just ran up and down the field on him. But we saw Tanner Mordecai. I mean, we kind of oh, what he is. I mean, I I thought he was a great high school quarterback. I I thought yeah. he was a great signing. I mean, yeah. he was an electric you know playmaker as a high school senior and junior but every time he came into the game at OU he just was meh thing about it is though is he doesn't walk around and act like he's God's gift to earth like somebody else does I think sometimes it's false bravado with, I don't know. with Rattler yeah well even then even if that's the case I just I just don't think he gets it. Like you well, got. Guess what? Guess what? Here's all all that needs to happen. You got to admit that you have a problem before you can start helping yourself. Right? Here's all that needs. Like he is, if he is this same quarterback, nothing about his personality is going to save him. Sure. He just has to play better. Sure. He just has to be the guy that we saw in the fourth quarter. If he does that, it doesn't matter how many nil deals he can go. He can go get. Uh, Lander's deal that pisses off Fowler and then have them suing each other and just start a big car dealer war that's a total distraction. But as long as he's winning, no one's going to give a shit. No. I did have some buddies text me, and you think uh, Sooner Scoop wanted to do an NIL deal with the uh, center for West Virginia? It's like, <laughs> it like a thank you. I've, I have so many other ideas that are better than that one. Um, but that that'd be pretty funny. I, I think he would just tell you to go f yourself. I would hope if you so. Approached him. I would hope so. It is. It's. It's not good though. Like they they just want us to be known for paying off people that did something bad. So hopefully, every time someone comes to Norman, they'll do something bad. So you'll give them some money for nil. I mean, it's like they're one. When's their next home game? After Texas, obviously. I can't say that I've memorized the schedule. Um, I don't know. No, TCU. October 16th, the oh. week after Texas. So Talk about a team at Kansas like State, Texas. Today. Yeah, TCU's awful defensively. Oh, their defense is awful. Uh, but, I mean, when Spencer Rattlers, if they make it to October 16th and he's still the starter, is he going to get booed when they like do the intros on the big board before the game? That would be a first. I think he is. Like, if he doesn't play, like, if they come back and they're three and two, well, I guess if they're three and two, there's a chance he might not be starting. Like, what would it take? I bet if they were three and two and lost close games, he'd still be the starter. God, that, oh. I almost don't even want to answer that now. Because now I'm scared. Yeah. Like, I don't that is know scared to easy. That's life scary. Is like. That's scary predicament. Because I know the fans would not accept that. I, I mean, I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. I know. If if they lost their next two and he was still the starter, people would be pissed. Oh, and rightfully so. They should be. I guess I'm just selfish. I'm thinking about it as how hard does it make our lives. He's already he's already he's already ruined my life. <laughs> I'm, we're already there. We're already there. He's already run the season. Four games in. Uh, it's hard to say that when they haven't lost, though. 
yeah, but until it, they lose, you at least have that opportunity that somehow it's going to get turned around and, and fixed and start to look like it's supposed to look like. I think the last time that they won a football game uh, with this least amount of rushing yards was like 2006. I think I heard they that. They had like yeah. 52 yards or something against Nebraska in the Big 12 championship game. They had like 17 or something. Yeah, because they got down big. Against Notre Dame. They had 17 yards rushing against Notre Dame in uh, 2012. Wow. Or 28. It would have been 2011, st- wouldn't it? Something stupid. In Norman? Uh, 2012 in Norman, and then 13 was up in South Bend. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, like it, it starts up front, and they're going to play a team next week that will beat their brains out if they don't get better up front. And I don't think it's going to happen in seven days, but you got to put together a better performance than the day they did tonight. Yeah, there's no doubt. Oh. All right, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, Maybe we'll just burn it down. I don't think it's as bad as you make are making it out to be. They scored 16 points tonight. I know, but defensively, they're pretty good. What's Virginia? I mean, they're not they're not bad by any means. I don't know. I think I'm just caught up in the moment and still reeling I mean, in the fact you're, that you're a little traumatized from what you the quarterback got booed Field. tonight. Yeah. The quarterback got booed it was, tonight. It was a bizarre. He got booed. It was, night. Outside of that, though, great crowd. Yeah, awesome crowd. It was a great atmosphere. After the uh, people are jacked to be outside and at sporting events. Sure. Again. After the after the center, after they moved him uh, back and it was like third and thirty three or whatever. That's probably the loudest the stadium's gotten this year. For sure, got the loudest it's gotten. Yeah. So it was a great atmosphere. It was a beautiful night. Weather was perfect out. But that's I've never seen a an individual player get booed like that. It's it's nuts. I mean. Like Not recently, you'll see it in the uh, or you'll be able to hear it in the uh, sights and sounds and stuff tomorrow. But some of the comments just like that get picked up on the camera. Uh-huh. Just not the very nicest things to say to somebody. Like there's a lot of get his ass out of there. It's just like, ooh, that guy's not happy behind me. Mm. That guy's not happy at all. <sighs> all right. Uh, I think. I think I've had enough. Um, I, I think we all. I think we, I think we were. I think we were pretty, pretty easy on them. No, I. I do. It's just you know. What I else, don't know what else how do you to say. I don't know how to fix anything. No, what, I don't know how, if it's what's fixable, what's not. That's I have what, to go back and watch it. But it's like what more? What more can you say than be better? You yeah. have to get better. I mean, I think the thing you're gonna you're gonna do come out of it is just if you sat and watched that tape. And really broke it down. I just think you'd be astonished at how bad the offensive line is. Yeah. Well, and like and, and it's how like, it's like you said too. It's like even when the offensive line uh, blocks and they give Rattler time, then it's the wide receivers that do something. Or it it very rarely are they getting eleven guys to work on the same unit. Yeah. Or the, on the same page. So. All right. Well, we will be back again on Thursday for the unofficial 40 podcast. That is the new home. Uh, guys will be headed to uh, Manhattan, Kansas next weekend for the first road trip. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, that'll do it. Sooners win at 16-13. Not pretty. 
Spencer Rattler, Rattler on a historic night booed on his own home field, uh, even though he also got a couple of cars last week. Um, so that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again next week. Or yeah, next week uh, from Manhattan. He needs to go straight villain. Okay, I've, I've talked myself into it. He needs to go straight villain. Just go heel. Every time that he scores a touchdown, just middle fingers to the student section. Just do the do the thumbs down like the Mets. That didn't go over so well. That would be amazing. All right, that'll do it. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the Eskridge Lexus podcast, post-game podcast from Soonerscoop.com.